Welcome to the You Say Cat Lady Like It's a Bad Thing and other TNR Adventures podcast. I'm Brooke, this is my podcast, and we're going to talk about cats, cats, and more cats. Mostly TNR, but you just never know because that's a pretty big umbrella, and with big kitties come little kitties. Welcome to You Say Cat Lady Like It's a Bad Thing. Tonight's episode, I have some co-hosts. They are three little kittens who, as of right now, on a Sunday evening, are on their third day of life. Wanted to talk about baby kittens tonight for a few minutes. There are a lot of websites out on the internet and a lot of places to get information, of course. I want to talk about, I'll mention um, my favorite cat-related, kitten-related, TNR and all things really cat-related website, kittenlady.org, K-I-T-T-E-N-L-A-D-Y.org, all one word huge, huge fan of that page. Wealth of information. I know, sweetheart. I know. So, what I wanted to do maybe was take a few minutes to talk about just some um, quick and dirty tips kind of thing that a lot of people don't know if they haven't fed kittens and even some experienced bottle feeders that I've met in my life were not aware of. And I feel like we can always learn something from each other. First thing I want to talk about is um, baby kittens. Um, when you buy a bottle like at the local big box store or wherever you are, you know, Walmart, Pet Store, PetSmart, whatever, they usually come with a real standard nipple. Uh, yeah, so I hate the standard nipples. They pretty much suck. You see, the standard nipples that come with the bottles normally that you purchase anywhere, the ones you find most commonly available, you have to actually cut a hole in it via either like a needle or a razor in an X shape. And I mean, you can make do with them. I used them for years and years and years. But then a little over a year ago, um, I found on the Kitten Lady site about this thing called Miracle Nipple. Now. Miracle Nipples have just like one or two actual um, like licensed vendors, I guess you could say. You can't buy them in the store. You can find them on Amazon. But uh, the ones on Amazon are not guaranteed to be legitimately from the main source, which I want to say is Henry's something or other. And I'll have to find a link and throw it in the show notes. Um, so forgive me. But Miracle Nipples are the bomb. They come in two sizes, and normally I use the mini, but like this batch of little ones I've got right now seem to actually be doing better on the um, full-size Miracle Nipple, which is a, a bit longer than the mini. So that's something that's pretty amazing. Then let's talk about kitten formula, what goes in the bottle. First of all, never, ever, ever, ever give kittens cow's milk. Don't do that. 
There are people who use goat's milk. I've never used goat's milk myself. I hear mixed reviews, so I can't really speak to that, but I will tell you, do not do cow's milk. Please, for love of God. KMR. K like kitten. M like milk and R like replacer. Kitten milk replacer. That's pretty standard. Pretty commonly available in pet stores. Um, Walmart carries uh, the pet egg version. It's not exactly the same. It will do in a pinch. If you've ever seen that purple box from Whiskas that has the little kitty on it and says like kitty milk or whatever, you get like a three pack for like five bucks. That is not kitten formula. And if you read the package, it actually says on the back in very tiny print um, that it's not kitten formula. It's meant like a treat for your cat. It's like liquefied, you know, um, temptations. You know, cats love little temptation treats or little crunchy treats and greenies or what have you. It's a treat, guys. It's not kitten formula. Don't do that either. But KMR's fine. The pet egg stuff works okay. But for me... If I had to, you know, if I got my opinion, I got to choose what I wanted, is Breeder's Edge. Breeder's Edge comes from Revival, Revival.com, R-E-V-I-V-A-L.com, Revival.com, Breeder's Edge is the bomb diggity. Uh, if you buy it off of Amazon, don't screw up and order the puppy version instead of the kitten version. I've had a lot of friends actually make that mistake. And Breeder's Edge is actually not all that much more expensive than KMR if you're paying full price for either product. So do keep that in mind. Um, it's just that it's harder to get because, like, again, it's not something that you can just run to the store and purchase, which is super annoying, honestly. But such is life, right? So, here's another thing about formula. KMR powder, uh, pet egg powder. Most of your powders will clearly say on the packaging, once they are open, uh, you have to refrigerate them. However, the print is really tiny, so a lot of people don't know that. Breeder's Edge says you do not have to refrigerate it. Just keep it between these certain temperatures, like just basic room temperature. Out of habit, I still refrigerate it. I've always refrigerated Breeder's Edge powder. I've never had any problem doing that, but that is not what the package says. Just FYI. So always read your packages real thoroughly. Now, if your packages are not open, the shelf life is way longer. But always keep an eye on your expiration dates. Um... Let's see, other things that are super important to know. Oh, when you're pottying kittens, which is what I'm doing right now, a lot of people use like a cotton ball or a Q-tip or, you know, a washcloth, a warm, wet washcloth. I actually use baby wipes, no particular brand, no particular kind. Sensitive is nicer, but I don't usually have much problem. The one thing I find people do wrong a lot as far as pottying First of all is you need to potty the kitten, and then you feed the kitten, and then you potty it again. Um, that just seems to get the whole digestive tract moving, the whole show on the road a little bit better. Come on, baby, you can do it. And that they don't wipe their butts hard enough or long enough, especially for poop. Kittens should pee a clear to light yellow at every feeding, at least once. They're not going to poop every single time. 
Sometimes they won't go for a day or two or three. Around day three is when you might want to start, you know, being concerned and trying to figure some things out. But generally speaking, like, if a kitten doesn't poop for a couple days, it's not a crisis. But the urine needs to be a clear or light yellow every single time so you know that the kitten has gotten adequate hydration. You need to weigh your kittens at least every day at about the same time of day. And what I do is I potty them and then I weigh them. Much like you don't want to get on the scale probably fully clothed and after you've eaten. Uh, same thing with the kittens. Potty them, then we weigh them. And bottle kittens need to be putting on at least 10 grams a day um, for you to know that you're you know, on the right track and everything like that. So that's something else just to keep in mind. Um, when I say grams, I do mean grams. I mean weigh them on the scale, like the $15 scale you got at Target, Walmart, Amazon, whatever, no big deal, nothing fancy schmancy, and weigh them in grams. We do not want to weigh little bitty kittens under like mm, six weeks, only in ounces. And as they get bigger, you can weigh them in ounces and grams just to get an idea of what how they translate and what they look like with one another. And that's fine, okay, that's all well and good. But when they only weigh like 145 grams, you're not going to catch the gains and losses fast enough to know if you've got a problem going on if you're weighing in ounces. So you need to weigh them in grams. And circling back to potty time, clear light yellow urine, defecating once every day, every other day. If you get to day three, start to be concerned. But you also want, like I said, uh, you need to wipe with whatever you're using. Sometimes I just use my thumb because, I mean, honestly, like kitten poop is no big deal. Um, just wash your hands, guys. Wash your hands. Not a crisis. But you want the poop to be well-formed and solid. Diarrhea can definitely kill kittens, like with a quickness. And so can constipation, um, not for the same reasons, and it's a different problem to solve, but neither of those situations are good. If forced to choose, I'd probably go with constipation because that's easier. Um, you have more time if you've got a constipation issue to fix it before things turn deadly normally, whereas diarrhea, you just don't even mess around with that. If you don't know what you're doing, go to the vet, go to the vet, go to the vet. Um... I don't give out veterinary advice because I'm not a veterinarian. I can give you cat lady advice, basic advice, over-the-counter advice. But sometimes there are some things that even if I know the answer, it's still going to be go to the vet because there are some things that even if I know what the vet would do, I don't have XYZ supplies on hand. Also, I don't need to get sued for practicing veterinary medicine without a license. But um, diarrhea, do not mess around. Now, common causes of diarrhea. I do find that the KMR formula that comes in the can, like the big uh, aluminum can, which is also only good for three days once you open it, keep that in mind, tends to cause diarrhea. And I find that KMR tends to be constipating. Breeder's Edge does not seem to do either of those. And their poops often come out with this interesting looking casing on them kind of thing almost like a sausage casing. It's kind of strange, but the poop is nice and well-formed and soft, but, but still solid. Um, other causes of diarrhea in kittens, depending on their age, 
can be parasites. Uh, roundworms are a real nasty one. I mean, and you can pretty much assume a kitten that you found on the side of the road or behind the Circle K or what have you, you just go ahead and assume it's got like roundworms and hookworms, probably tapeworms. Um, if you're going to pick a parasite to have, tapeworms are probably my favorite. Tapeworms don't tend to cause diarrhea. Um, they are gross. They're easily treatable. Um, they're only, you only get a tapeworm by swallowing a flea. So if you've got your own pet cats and you realize your cat's got rice stuck to its butt and you don't even cook rice, those are probably tapeworms. It means your cat swallowed a flea sometime. So no big deal. There are over-the-counter products for that that are safe. I'm not necessarily going to recommend one in particular right now, but I will tell you uh, never, ever, ever, ever buy anything from Hearts. H-A-R-T-Z. Their products, like especially their flea stuff, a lot of um, bad outcomes people have had with those. So just as a general rule, I never buy anything from that company, not even cat toys. I just, nope, we just noped right out of that. Because heart sucks. But um, that said, roundworms and hookworms are nasty. Kittens pretty much always have them. You can go to, at least in my area, a shot clinic. You can get the dewormer for five bucks. Now... If you're getting heavy duty into fostering on your own or with a group or whatever, you need to get into some resources because you can get the appropriate strongid or pyrantal, S-T-R-O-N-G-I-D, or also P-Y-R-A-N-T-E-L, um, through lots of different, like, Jeffers Pet websites, I think Revival Carries at Amazon, different stuff like that. And you can get, like, a whole... You can get enough of that to deworm like a cow for 25 bucks. So real reasonable, especially if you're going to be like doing a lot of kittens, something to keep in mind. But diarrhea is nasty with little ones. It means bad for your adult cats too. But these little ones, I mean, the kitten I've got in my hand right now, because this is a podcast, you can't see it. I'm going to weigh her later on tonight and see, but she's probably only about 145 grams. I mean, these little ones are very, very... Another thing that can cause uh, diarrhea in kittens is a organism called coccidia. Not exactly a parasite, I don't think, but it's like this weird little one-celled organism of nastiness. Now, coccidia, I believe... You're not going to see signs of that until they're at least about 14 days old, just due to the life cycle of the nasty little bug as it is. Hope you can hear me. Oh my goodness. Wiping this little butt. Um, and so keep in mind too, if you think you've got a kitten that's got a parasite related infection causing diarrhea, figure out like, you know, what is the life cycle of that thing that you think is the issue? Did you treat for that already? Or is it due for another treatment? Um, pretty much most antiparasitics and the treatments for coccidia and stuff like that, giardia, whatever, you do them X amount of time and they usually get repeated two to three weeks later, depending on the product, the parasite and what have you. Oh, there you go. There you go, dingy. You got it. So excited. This little guy right now, there he goes. He's been really struggling to latch, even with the longer miracle nipple. And these little kittens, I mean, they really struggle sometimes. Um, these guys had a hard start because they were literally born in someone's yard and then the neighbor's dog, I guess, dug through the fence. There was five. 
through the melee with the neighbor's dog. Two of them died. And then I got three of them is what I got. And I got them home. So, and like, this is something you should do when you get a, first get a kitten. Uh, especially these wee littles. Is you check them over. Eyes, you know, which, you know, if they're sealed or not sealed. You're looking for, you know, fleas and checking them all over. Making sure they have an anus. Because kittens can be born with an imperforate anus. That's not cool. And cleft palate. You want to pop open their mouth and look at the roof of their mouth. So the little guy, I've got in my hand right now. My husband was watching me from the other room. We were just talking as I was, you know, examining them, going over and just checking them out. And what was going on with them. Look at you, you little tum-tum. Isn't it better? And my husband says to me, as he sees the look on my face, he says, oh my God, like did its eye fall out? I must have had a very horrified expression. Because when I, when I went to open this little dude's mouth to check the roof of his mouth, I realized there was a slice across his throat about an inch long. Oh, yes. The weird things I have come across with kittens. Which, of course, resulted in, like, in an emergency vet visit and sutures on a day-old, not even, kitten. Fun times. But you want to check your kittens out. Make sure that they don't have a giant hole or a little hole or any hole in the roof of their mouth. Um, that they actually have an anus. Um, if you've got umbilical cord and, and, you know, belly button sites still, they're little, little, you know, is, is everything healing okay? Is there a placenta still attached? These are basic things you want to have handled. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else real super duper important. Um, oh, keeping them warm. This is something else that people screw up all the time because they just don't know. Kittens under like mm, six weeks, five, six weeks at least cannot maintain their own body temperatures. You have to give them a heat source, whether that is a heating pad, a thing called a snuggle safe, which they have some off-brand ones too nowadays, but it's like this round microwavable thing that will stay warm up to 12 hours um, that you get up. I get mine off the internet because like, well, this is 2020. I get everything off the internet even before COVID. Um, but you have to have a heat source because they can't maintain their temperature. Which means even if you've got four kittens, that does not mean you can just put them in a box all together and think that their individual body heat is going to suffice. Or a whole bunch of blankets is really going to do the job. Or keeping them in a really warm room. Or just constantly drying blankets and towels and whatever, fluffing them in your dryer and getting them warm is going to work. I'm sorry. No. That's generally insufficient. A heating pad, a snuggle safe, a rice sock, which is a sock and you fill it with not microwavable rice, but regular rice, okay? Um, and then you tie that up and you can microwave that. Um, even hot water bottles or an empty soda bottle filled with hot water, gloves filled with hot water. The problem only with those things is that as the temperature leaves the water that it's going to get cold and actually draw body heat from the kitten so if you use something like that you need to make sure that you're monitoring that very closely so my preferred way to help them maintain their body temperature with your wee little ones say that they're still small enough to be in a carrier you know their eyes are still closed they're not getting around too too much we're not talking about needing a litter box or anything like that is i keep them in a cat carrier of the appropriate size 
you know, not too big, not too small, portable, but, you know, depending on how many kittens you've got also, you want to keep that into account. I will take a heating pad. Also, mind you, some heating pads have auto shutoffs every two hours, most commonly. It's a little harder to find the ones that don't turn off. Um, so keep that in mind with whatever heating pad you're using, that you're checking it and making sure it's staying on. So I'll put that like on a countertop and I'll set it to low or medium, depending on how warm the rest of my house is, how many kittens we're talking, how bad of shape they're in and things of that nature. Then you put a pee pad or a thin flannel towel or what have you inside the carrier. You also only want to put half the carrier on the pad. The reason being is if the cats, well, the kittens, if they get too warm, they should be able to wriggle off. You don't want the entire container on the entire pad because then if they get too warm, they have no way to wriggle off the really warm area and move to a cooler spot. I mean, really, guys, step number one with kittens is don't bake your kittens. So keep that in mind. But you also want to make sure you're using just a thin, like I said, a pee pad, puppy pad, a thin towel, something of that nature, so that you've got a nice, clean, soft area in there for them that's easy to clean, replace, and deal with. And also because then the heat can penetrate. If you use, like, you know, a, a bath towel and it's folded over multiple times, it's going to be so thick that the heat is not going to reach the top of the surface where the kittens are. So just keep that in mind. Um, so just a real quick recap. Keep them warm. Feed them appropriately. Kittens need to be fed brand new ones, really, ideally every two hours, two and a half hours, depending on their condition and um, their overall size. And it may take quite a few tries to get them to cooperate, which is, can be a huge pain in the butt. Like, let's be honest. You can usually add about an hour per week as they age. And yes, these feedings are supposed to happen even in the middle of the night, which is why baby kittens are not exactly a walk in the park, especially if you're doing it all on your own and you don't have anybody to babysit. But uh, yeah, so keep them warm, keep them fed, potty them, potty feed potty. Uh, when you're making the formula, read the directions. Most formula I've ever seen, once you mix it, it's only good for 24 hours. So don't mix up a whole bunch more than you're going to be able to use in that period. Make sure if it says to refrigerate the powder, you do that. Don't buy stuff that's not actually kitten formula and think that it is. If they start having diarrhea, figure it out real quick. Could be diet change, could be parasites. Whatever it is, it could very well require veterinary intervention dehydration will kill them no matter what the cause and um oh one one more thing and i'll finish this episode up for tonight don't handle them more than you have to these little babies if you've got little tiny kittens like you know less than three or four weeks if they're not up and moving about and 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 starting to play and pounce and do things i've seen people like, yes, I've walked into many stores with a kitten stuffed in my bra. Absolutely. Because I had just picked it up. And I was taking it from point A to point B. And it literally just, like, 
arrived in my life and I was just trying to keep it as warm as possible until we could get situated. But I've seen people who just brought them everywhere with them and, and just toted them everywhere when there was really no reason they couldn't have left the kitten at home. They were going to the store. They were just going to lunch with a friend. Bringing them out and about is way too much stress on them. Handling them more than you have to is way too much stress on them. Doing stuff like that stresses our little systems more than necessary. Kittens, that if their eyes aren't open, they're in their little nest normally with their mom. And mom will leave and go find food and, you know, go use the bathroom and, and you know, do what she needs to do. And then she comes back and nurses them multiple, multiple times a day, you know, provided that she's able to and hasn't been hit by a car or met some unforeseen fate. But for the most part, the little babies stay where the mom puts them. And that works out just great. So don't be dragging them all over with you if you don't have to. Now, yeah, if you're going to be gone for the day or your work allows you to take them with you, different things like that, absolutely. But please don't be dragging your kittens out in the world and doing stuff with them like that just because they're so dang cute. Because you're really, that's, that's detrimental to their little systems. Um, that's my final thought for this evening. I want to thank you for listening to my very first podcast here on You Say Cat Lady Like It's a Bad Thing. Looking forward to doing more episodes. So if you want to leave a note in the comments and let me know what you thought, that would be great. Uh, things you'd like to hear about, things you're curious about. I would really love to hear whatever you have to share. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy the contributions by my co-host this evening. Bye. This has been an episode of You Say Cat Lady Like It's a Bad Thing and Other TNR Adventures, brought to you by my love of cats.